Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to NFT Nation, the most relatable and reliable NFT and crypto podcast in the nation. I'm your host, Michael Wheeler, here with my co-host, Alex Ferguson. What's going on, guys? And in today's episode, we'll be covering the most recent NFT and crypto news to date. But before we start, here's how the crypto market has been this past week. And at number one, we have Bitcoin up around 8% this week, which is great to see it bouncing back from its lows in past weeks. We have Ethereum up around 7% following in Bitcoin's path. We have Binance Coin up around 6%. Uh, we have Cardano down around 3%. Solana down around 1%. And XRP up around 3%. So obviously the uh, crypto market is gain- is uh, going back up from its recent lows and it's kind of always good to see some green on the week. Can't really complain. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Alex, you want to get us started on our uh, first news story? Yeah. So, my first news story is monthly NFT trading volume reaches all-time high of $6 billion in January. So, as you know, NFTs have really exploded over the past couple of years, especially at the end of 2021. It just really shows the growth that... Uh, is being created with the NFT space. Yeah, I mean, just like our interview with uh, Mitchell Robinson, we that dropped uh, on on Saturday. I mean, it just kind of kind of goes to show that there's more and more people always entering the market. And if if you all do want to learn more about the NFT uh, kind of entire NFT space, do go check out our interview with Mitch. It was awesome. We loved. We had a great time. Yeah, it's it only about, like, it's about it's about thirty minutes, and it kind of just and he really does a good job of exactly what he does with NFTs and why he's kind of in the space. So it does make sense to see such a high. Like see seeing all time highs volume in NFTs, and especially there's a lot more NFTs that are getting like lower barrier to entry, so like more regular yeah. people like us are. It's getting get a lot more user friendly as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's just just prices keep, or not even prices, just more and more people selling and buying, which uh, it's like the cause, it's like the effect of more people, more and more people getting in. So uh, to kind of continue on the uh, nft and crypto news we have for my first story we have putin backs crypto mining despite the bank of russia like not liking uh, crypto mining so pretty much vladimir putin who is the president of china backed a 
uh, Russian Russia. government. Yeah. Or sorry, Russia. Yeah. Thanks. I, I had no idea. Thanks for uh, correcting me there. But the president of Russia, there we go, um, <laughs> su- uh, supported a Russian government proposal to tax and regulate the mining of cryptocurrencies. So uh, this is actually rejecting what the central bank of Russia said that they want to completely ban crypto altogether. So you can obviously see that uh, Vladimir Putin, even though he's just the president, he has a lot more power than a normal president does because the uh, bank, the bank of Russia, was like, "No, we hate crypto. Let's ban it." And then Vladimir Putin was like, "Hold on now. Let's uh, let's be real now. Let's let's take a breather." Let's not uh, jump to any conclusions, and it's actually kind of funny to see someone like Vladimir Putin actually support crypto, and, oh, excuse me there, but, uh, Putin supports the proposal, which would allow mining in Russia to continue, as Russia has many regions with a surplus of electricity that would be perfect for mining. So, pretty much, Russia has a number of regions that have an extreme excess of electricity, uh, due to abundant supplies from hydroelectricity plants. And they had very, very high energy consumption, um, like factories during the Soviet area, so, so <laughs> Soviet era. And since, um, like all the kind of communist and fat, like com- kind of the communist factories that were just like wasting energy are gone. Now they have so much more energy that they've been saving. That's which good. is all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is uh, it. Kind of goes to show that I mean, Putin's position is like really good news for the crypto industry. Uh, that's obviously seen many setbacks in the in the, in the like past weeks, but uh, I mean it kind of just goes to show that even though China banned crypto, um, it's always good to see someone really close in like similar kind of policies like Russia. Russia and China kind of have similar policies. Like what's what's I don't really know what the word for it is. Uh, not really de- like they have kind of similar demogra- demographics, I guess. If you want to say, like, they have similar opinions on stuff. And it's kind of good to see them going against each other there. But uh, Russia became the the world's third biggest crypto miner in 2021, right after the U.S. and Kazakhstan. So, uh, yeah, you can can kind of tell that Vladimir Putin was like, hold on now. We would be getting rid of the third largest crypto miner in the world if we did this. So I think it's kind of good to take a step back and actually tax and regulate it instead of just banning it altogether. There'd be a lot of uh, profit loss too, yeah, because exactly. of all the energy. Yeah, especially for some for a, a country like Russia that doesn't that doesn't exactly ca- like really care about the rules as much. They kind of just want to kind of be as powerful as possible. It makes sense why they would want to have a strong footing um, in the crypto mining. But pretty much a quote from kind of Putin's secretary, you could say, is. Um, he said there, his secretary said, we also have certain competitive advantages here, especially in so-called mining. So that's literally a quote directly from the, the, the Russian government that says, hey, we're good at mining. Let's not get rid of it. We can make money off of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. So yeah, for exactly. my next, sorry, first, no. my next uh, article, it's. Metaverse Crypto, The Sandbox, announces partnership with world-renowned music label. So this is pretty. Much, so the music label is uh, Warder Music Group. They they're kind of um, they're related with Ed Sheeran, Madonna, and Coldplay, and a bunch of others. And so pretty much um, Warner Music Group they bought uh, some land. It it was like oceanfront land, and what they're gonna do is they're gonna. Um, 
have concerts in, in the metaverse with their um with their kind of house or whatever so that yeah. bunch of people like can join in. yeah with a bunch of people that can enjoy to watch their um all those artists perform yeah yeah I mean that makes total sense like, like a record label wouldn't want to do this I mean we've seen it's kind of funny to say like compared to a video game which like the metaverse is similar to but um like we've seen we've seen many successful uh kind of concerts and other stuff like like kind of just music events inside video games like we've seen successful uh concerts in Fortnite, like especially with the travis scott and like marshmallow stuff i mean it's kind of funny to say and like you, you can actually like kind of make fun of it because there's a concert in Fortnite, but it just seems it just shows that like yeah i know so many people that only got on Fortnite just to see travis scott perform and then that was it like they just yeah, like, never and then they just dropped off yeah it's like it just there's there, it's gonna be another reason for people to want to join these metaverse worlds or whatever whatever you may say or whatever you may call them just to see it it will be a good re it would be a good it'll be like good bait i guess to get people into the metaverse and then they're like wait this is actually kind of cool why don't we why don't we do other stuff here if that makes sense yeah it, there's a lot of potential with it yeah exactly it's it's a good it's a good like starting point yeah to get for sure big musicians musicians in like it's kind of like with any type of any type of new product i guess once you get really like popular people to start it and get into it more and more people will want to join so yeah yeah i don't know why i don't know why they're not doing that more like different companies having stuff in the metaverse whether it be like i think think it's just so new i would not be surprised in the few in like the next few years it's it's like a thing that companies like have commercials for like i wouldn't be surprised if there's a commercial for a metaverse concert in like 2025 imagine like target in the metaverse <laughs> dude have you did you see that walmart video yeah i did the... see that yeah i, I, I was saw like that, where he's like grabbing from the shelves yeah 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 and like the cart like goes under the floor or whatever like i wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if that's like actually a real thing like i i, I was um like people obviously go to the store now and like it's not gonna change anytime soon but like more and more people are ordered like literally ordering their groceries online and then having it pretty much delivered to their house like if you ever heard of click list it's yeah similar to uh like uber it's similar it's literally just like doordash but for groceries and i mean it's more and more people are just gonna have stuff automated like that it's just gonna be simple and exactly like more people are gonna put on their vr goggles and go to target i don't know quote-unquote target yeah and just like shop because they'll be able to see what they want in their like not really in real life but they'll be able to see in person what they're picking up and then it will kind of just show up at their house <laughs> if that makes sense yeah but uh for my second story you can look at this you can look at it you can look at the story from two ways either positive or negative and so biden had the biden administration is planning on regulating bitcoin and they said it's a matter of national security so pretty much the white house wants to set out a cohesive set of uh, policies to regulate bitcoin and many other cryptocurrencies and the biden administration will release an executive order in the coming weeks to task federal agencies with assessing the risk and opportunities that bitcoin and cryptocurrencies pose so pretty much you can kind of you can look at this from two lenses like i said earlier like you can either think it as positive as 
it's good to see the government actually sitting down and talking about crypto and wanting to regulate it or and or you can think it's positive based off their regulations or you can think it's negative because you believe they're going to ban it, if that makes sense so pretty much um like as they continue to talk and talk and as the government continues to talk more and more about crypto inside the white house it's i i believe personally is going to be a good thing because i think there's so much money in the market that it won't actually get shut down i think uh many cryptocurrencies or cryptocurrency companies are starting to actually lobby politicians which is going to help the cryptocurrency stay afloat but um the white house to add on this the white house said that uh the regulations are designed to look fully at digital assets and develop a set of policies that will give a clear picture into what the government is trying to do in this space like they just want to be able to understand it really that's kind of i think this uh like kind of article and headlines was kind of overblown if i'm being honest like they aren't banning it like uh many articles kind of made this look like the the biden administration was trying to ban it but i believe that biden has such a low uh what's it called like approval rating that he won't try to do anything drastic especially the image i don't think they're gonna ban crypto altogether especially like i said there's so much money in it there's no reason yeah. for them to do it if that makes sense yeah there's and, so much kind of traffic yeah. towards it that they can profit yeah. off of like there's literally government officials that have accepted payment in bitcoin <laughs> in other crypto so it's just like like we all know the government isn't exactly like the best thing like they're kind of slimy people and you kind of have to be slimy to be successful in government so since it's a lucrative industry like where there's actually money flowing in and out i wouldn't be surprised if like they like <laughs> uh the government actually maybe supports crypto because many people in congress are like wait i could probably make some money off of this like <laughs> Like, there's literally insider trading going on all the time in the government, and you can obviously believe – you can have different opinions on the government. I, it doesn't – it's fine. Whatever you believe, we're not trying to tell you – we're not trying to, like, make you vote one way or another, but it's just kind of like the kind of fact that Congress and many people in government are slimy people. But uh, <laughs> um, the government – or the White House pretty much already uh, – the, the White House all uh, – said also that because digital assets don't exactly stay in one country uh they think it's necessary to work with other countries on synchronization that's good that's pretty good to hear that the uh, government wants to actually work with many other industries and the countries to kind of understand crypto all together and i kind of have like a little side note or like kind of like party note with this article and it's like the government just wants to fully understand what's going on with crypto they're not here to ban it. They're not here to, like, they're not here to prop it up and make it po- really popular. They just want to pretty much just understand what it is. And by having these re- or regulations, quote unquote, they're just gonna just look it over and completely understand what it is before they do anything drastic. If that yeah. makes sense. I feel like a lot of people are still trying to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm constantly explaining what crypto is like yeah. like if you if you if you tell like if you if you're meeting a stranger or meeting someone new and they don't have that much uh like they'll they know what bitcoin is by the time like almost everyone knows kind of what bitcoin is like they don't really understand but they know yeah 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 like if if you tell someone yeah i'm, I'm in the crypto in uh bitcoin space they look at you like you're a nerd they look at you like <laughs> you have five heads like it's it's not normal yet so you kind of just you you just take it as just people being nice 
by saying that or them not understanding it. Just always, if you're in the crypto space, excuse me, you could be in it for many different reasons, but you kind of just, you have to always be willing to teach others about it. That's really how this entire asset class is going to grow. I mean, I, th- I believe it's going to grow whether regular people like explain or re- whether whether I'm t- uh, explaining crypto to new people and strangers I meet. Like, I still believe it's going to grow whether I talk to them or not, but it's really good just to have a face-on-face conversation with someone about the market, if that makes sense. Yeah, it spread it out. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, like, and if they don't agree with you, that's okay. That's okay. Like, we're not here to force people to download a Bitcoin wallet and buy Bitcoin. Like, we're not going to hold them down and be like, you have to buy crypto. It's just like, they can do what they want. If they don't want to invest, that's fine. If they want to wait until it's, like, normal and everyone else uses it, that's fine. Like, that's what normal people do. Yeah. So, for my next article, it is, Quibit Finance suffers $80 million loss following a hack. So, obviously, that's a bunch of money. And I think that's, like, the second or third one, or, like, hacking that's happened recently. I know there's been a... Was it... It was in one of the Koreas that there's a big... North Korea. Yeah, how they're, like, hacking other, other like, industries and stuff. Yeah, so... And there's another one, I forget where it was, but it's definitely rising. So, uh, they managed to steal 206... 206,809 Binance coin from Quibit's Q-Bridge protocol. So, I didn't know what Quibit was, so I had to look it up. And pretty much what I was gathering was, it's kind of like getting a loan... From, for crypto because if you go to the website you can like borrow supply or borrow crypto for other people yeah yeah use. yeah it's kind of like or sorry to cut in but it's it's like it's the entire industry in from what i know is called decentralized finance or yeah. DeFi. DeFi. like a lot of yeah it, it's it's being uh i think we need to really do a podcast episode explaining what it like what the use for decentralized finance is because you always hear DeFi like just thrown around in crypto yeah. like kind of kind of media i guess and it's really it's kind of it's very similar to how our banking industry works but it's decentralized and we probably need to go to more explanation of that but just for the viewers to understand what exactly that may be that's pretty much what yeah. it is so I think, like, I feel like um, companies need to start getting a lot more, like, safety measures, I feel like. I feel like um, this is just personal idea, but, like, you should only be able to take out a certain amount of Bitcoin at a time. And once you get past a certain amount, like, uh, withdrawn, then you'd be, like, asked if this is, like, really you or, like, they'll be suspicious about it. Or You kind of get flagged so, as, like, yeah. this person is... This person is withdrawing a like over normal amount of Bitcoin. They need to be watched or whatever. Like this wallet needs to be taken yeah. care of, I guess. Or even like a limit per day sort of thing. Yeah. Just something that they're not able to take out every single coin at once. I feel like that you could solve like, a lot. You shouldn't be able to flood the system. Yeah. Which is which is it kind of smart. It kind of sounds like a 
like a multi-level marketing scheme where like okay only this amount of people get in and then people can take it out but when you think about it with crypto it makes more sense to have like a controlled basis not just people constantly flooding in and people constantly flooding out it just yeah. needs to be kind of balanced like kind of like a teeter-totter yeah just especially when you're out. dealing with that amount of money yeah yeah 80 million dollars is a lot of money <laughs> yeah like anything above one bitcoin needs to be watched <laughs> like anything like it's crazy now like some of these some of these crypto companies have been here since the beginning and they just accumulated like different cryptos and different coins over like their years of pretty much being in service and now that uh like cryptos have shot up so much they have the same like rustic service as a 2016 crypto market and now they have it in the 2021 crypto market so they're constantly getting like overcoated pretty much yeah, like hacked super slow they have 2016 technology in a 2021 world if you know what i mean like they, they can't compete especially their security so yeah, security obviously really lacking. yeah obviously this doesn't happen every day so they have pretty decent security but Especially as the crypto market grows, these companies will understand, okay, we have this amount of assets. We need to guard them a lot more. Let's put more money in the security and actually having a good kind of firewall, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I was – it's kind of like a insert for no reason, but I was listening to this, uh, the Motley Fool podcast. And it's kind of just about business and finance or whatever. And they were talking about a business that their entire business model is people – hire i forgot the name of the business but people hire the business to hack into their like say sony is is uh worried about their security online they will hire this business to hack into sony oh, on yeah. purpose and then let them know what they did wrong and that's what that. That, i i, I want to i forgot the name and if i feel i feel so dumb for talking about it and not knowing the name of the company but that's what everyone needs like I, I i heard that and i was like that's actually such a good idea yeah because some feel... people are so good at coding and they really like they don't really want to be mean like they don't want to forcefully hack someone they want to actually make it have like a legal like way of making money and why don't you hack someone like helpingly hack and it's like wow that's a great business model <laughs> yeah for, i feel like a lot more people or companies just would say should use that yeah i mean literally everything's online like even like a library card is like online now it's like everything <laughs> if, if you want a successful business you have to have some type of online like there is i would like literally bet my entire crypto wallet that they're like 99 percent of businesses in america have at least some type of online presence like they have to be like there has to yeah. be something you can't just be completely brick and mortar Especially it, in 2022. Was it Bug Crowd? That might be it. I don't want to get anything wrong. Um, let's actually... I did a quick look you know, up. Quick Google search. I'm going to just, just hit, hit a pause on the podcast. Sorry, all the viewers. Um, we have to look up what his name is. Um, let's Bug see. Bug Bounty. No. That gets hired. Hired to hack. Let's see. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really want to take that much time out of the podcast to go look this up. 
I don't think it's worth that much. But kind of just know that there are more and more companies that are that their entire job is to hack businesses on purpose. If that makes sense. Yeah. So. Hacker One, yeah. Synac, Cobalt. There's a bunch of companies. Oh yeah, there is. So there's not just one more than one company. Obviously, people, other hackers have seen the insane kind of business model that is legal in like positive hacking. So, I mean, it just makes sense to have a bunch of um, companies that are doing the same thing. It's kind of just yeah. like anything with comp- with capitalism. Anyone sees like a, something that's profitable and they're like, yeah, I want to hop in that. I, I can, I know how to hack. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Very, but, uh, very good yeah. business opportunity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, kind of just to get back onto the uh, news aspect, not just going on a wild goose chase for a certain company. Um, YouTube is uh, looking to integrate NFTs for their uh, creators and pretty much the, the CEO of YouTube I am going to get this name so wrong. Susan <laughs> Wojcicki, Wojcicki, I think. Uh, everyone kind of know. Everyone feel like everyone's heard of her before. Like Wojcicki, it, it must be that. <laughs> Has said that <laughs> cryptocurrency and NFTs present a previously unimaginable opportunity to grow the connection between creators and their fans. So this is a kind of really good to see because if you don't know. YouTube is owned by Google, and Google makes billions of dollars a year, and they have a lot of uh, like power in the market, and they can kind of pretty much do whatever they want. Like if Google wants to make crypto um, kind of really popular, they will. They can do that because they have the funding to do pretty much whatever they want. But uh, the the CEO of YouTube didn't really announce any specific plans to add blockchain functionality to YouTube. But calling NFTs an opportunity makes it sound like YouTube is planning on doing something big in the future, which I would not be surprised if they do. Because NFTs, we've seen a lot of artists do NFTs to kind of connect with their fans. And I actually want Alex to explain to this, but it's similar to the Crew 64 app. And Alex, do you want to explain to everyone what the Crew 64 app is? Yeah, so pretty much... Crew 64, it just dropped like January 27th, I think, for everyone. But then there's obviously been early access. So pretty much all you do is you connect your Spotify premium account and you listen to specific artists. And each minute you listen to those artists, you get like a point. And each one of those points adds up and you level up. So I think it's it's level four, you get your first, and then you get NFTs. And level yeah, four yeah. is your first NFT. And it goes up by four, so eight, sixteen, and it just keeps going up from there. And then each level gets harder to get. And then when you collect all those NFTs, you can actually put them in the open sea. And yeah, then from it's, open, it's, it's an awesome concept. Yeah, and then from open sea, obviously you can switch it over to MetaMask or whatever other wallet you want. And then you can even sell these NFTs. And um. So one of the creators he tweeted that they're going to be used they're going to have a lot of utilities like um like backstage passes i forget the whole list but um there's just, just a know lot. that it's kind of like a key to getting in touch with like an artist fan base if that makes sense and to kind of tie that at like kind of tie what everything the crew 64 app does it's pretty much a perfect example of what youtube can do 
like YouTube can pretty much do like the yeah. almost the exact same. They thing. can literally like, copy the exact same content. Yeah, honestly, and it no one, and no, and it would work because I literally downloaded this Crew 64 app because I listen to music anyway. I like it. It kind of works very similar to Spotify. I was like, well, I mean, I listen to music anyway. I it's not going to cost me any gas fees right now. I might as well do it. I mean. Worst case scenario, the NFT isn't worth much. Okay, I still want to listen to music. I still don't really care. And I still feel pride for the artist I like because I have that NFT. Yeah. So It just kind of feels special. Yeah. I looked up the utilities that they have, and then they'll unlock perks like backstage passes, early access to artist drops, and much more. So there's just a couple things, but they'll definitely add on to that. Because it's such a brand new idea and a really good idea, actually. Yeah, and kind of to get back to the YouTube NFT space. So the head of gaming of YouTube actually left the company to join a blockchain company. And also the senior director of uh, creator partnerships also left to join a different blockchain company. So obviously the CEO of YouTube understands like, wait, these really, really, really intelligent people that are working for me are leaving to go work on crypto. So she obviously understands there's big potential in it just because major players in the space are leaving to join. And also, YouTube has the ability to make subscriber NFTs, special special edition like NFT play buttons. YouTube can make royalties off all the NFT sales. They can also do specialized like video NFTs of maybe your favorite creator shouting you out or whatever. It's it, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. As always. I wouldn't be, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if YouTube gets into the NFT space by the end of the year. It's just kind of inevitable at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, guys, uh, that's kind of all of our news and all, all of our opinions f- for this episode. Hopefully you all learned something today that you can tell your mom. Hopefully you can tell your <laughs> tell your friend what you uh what you learned on NFT Nation podcast. Uh, that'd be pretty cool if you kind of just the only the only way we grow this podcast mainly is just through word of mouth and sharing uh the podcast in between friends. That's kind of the best way to get uh authentic growth if that makes sense. So uh we've had a great time uh, recording today. Where hopefully everyone in the uh, everyone listening at home enjoyed the uh, episode as well. And if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead give us five stars. That would be awesome. Spotify loves uh, when creators get five stars, and we also enjoy it uh, yeah. as well. And if you all want to, if you all have any questions for us, feel free to go to our Instagram. It's at NFT underscore Nation underscore Podcast uh, and DM us. Ask us any question. Uh, Alex or Alex or uh, I will be on there answering questions. We're always open to anything our audience has to say. And yeah, without further ado, just everyone have a great day. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. See you guys. <laughs>